And so then I told him, that's not a napkin. That's my wife. <laughs> I was throwing snot in it. Oh, my God, guys. We need to stop with all this. Welcome to the Doe Show, everyone. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Doe Show. I am uh, Jonathan Pegas, and we have some very esteemed guests today. Uh, with us on the show, he got so many views on the last episode, we had to bring him back again. We paid him. You know him, you love him. It's Leonard Mangano. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing oh, good. Uh, you know, I've, I kind of feel like the, the cutest girl at the prom right now. Oh. Uh, two, two, two nights Ooh. in a row, huh? Someone two, got a callback. Second callback, baby. Uh, and then I would say all the way from California, but it's his ass is back in the hometown in the horrible Midwest of Tinley Park. We got Corey Fleming. What's up, Corey? Thanks for being on the podcast with us today. Hello. I was summoned here uh, because uh, Johnny told me uh, in an email that he was a, uh, quote, no content having ass bitch. So I'm here to save the show. Give us your content, please. We need it. it. That is true. I did hit up a bunch of people. I was like, I ain't got nothing this week. Help. <laughs> You're on my D team, please. <laughs> You still made the cut. Corey's gotten called up from the minor team league, and he's he's on the big time. Up now. from the, the, the Albuquerque Isotopes themselves. Albuquerque. Hey, speak, speaking of which, I am from Albuquerque, and I've actually seen the Isotopes. Yeah, I have been to the Roswell uh, UFO festival. It's oh, I, Albuquerque. You want to go again? I would love to go again. You know, honestly, I kind of... Okay, cool, because I'm in. (laughs) I ain't got a lot of love for Roswell, because if if you know, if you're in the no-no, fucking ship crashed in Corona, not Roswell. Roswell is just the closest town that had a newspaper. But but they made their McDonald's look like a spaceship. Have you ever yeah. gone there? If you haven't gone there, you can't really say because once you walk in, it's magical. Yeah, it's magical. Go. They did, they they did, they did it. I mean, I I get it. I, they did a good job with it, but and it was it was the Fourth of July weekend when I went there. So there's a bunch of fucking fireworks going off, and I just like kind of wandered off into the desert, and then I ran into a bunch of prickly things, and I had thorns in me, and I wasn't particularly pleased with that, but it was a good show. Sounds <laughs> deserty. What do you guys think the um, or Detroity? <laughs> those are probably needles instead of, you know. Um, but that would explain a lot about me, then, actually. <laughs> uh, but wait, I wonder what a festival would be like in, like, or like near uh, Rock, uh, Rockwell, Roswell, Roswell, Rock hard, Rock hard, um, Rockdale, Rock, <laughs> Rock steady. Wait, did the aliens crash in Rockdale, Illinois? The ashtray of Joliet. Hey, please don't talk like, about that. Like, We're not like supposed New to actually reveal the, the location. Ashtray of fucking uh, New York. Roswell, the ashtray of Corona. <laughs> and I say, well, Does I that... guess, what's it, New Mexico, right? Roswell, New Mexico, so it'd be Corona, yeah. New Mexico. So does that make Las Vegas the ashtray of California? No. No. Or that, actually, what? Las Vegas is just the ashtray of Nevada. No. Yeah. Las Vegas. <laughs> Las, Las Vegas. They got their own enclosed thing separate from everybody else over there. Yeah. Las Vegas is, Vegas the, is the track mark of, the of Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> the collapse Spain. <laughs> no, that's oh, the local highway. Wait, but, okay. Hey, if, traffic if Vegas, jokes. Is Vegas. We out here, Vegas baby. not. If Vegas is not the ashtray of the entire U.S., 
is there like a state then that is the the ashtray of the entire U.S.? Mm. Mm. Hmm. I don't know. Florida. Florida. Oklahoma. Yeah. Would it Would it be Florida? I feel no, like Florida is yeah. more of a track mark, more of a track mark than an ashtray. It's more of a yeah, it's no, more Florida, of a yeah, 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 yeah. pimple. It's more of like a STD of the country than anything. I I think I think New Jersey. A lot of good cousins. I think New Jersey could take a cake of ashtray of America. Well, that's definitely the ashtray of New York, and New York is a big place. It's like, it's like New York's pretty much like America, I guess, right? I don't know. What's the ashtray yeah, of Los Angeles? East Los Angeles. Angeles. Los Angeles. <laughs> no, it's just Los Angeles. Angeles. <laughs> it is an ashtray. It is like I've been to a lot of dirty places, but I've never been anywhere dirtier than LA. Like, you want to hear my intro to LA? Yes. Uh, I was walking back to my car when I used to uh, be a uh, barback. And uh, parked bitch. on, huh? When you used to be a bar bitch. Bar bitch. Yeah. Well, yes. I was. I was many types of bitch throughout my life. Bar bitch is one of the many titles of bitch. Yeah. That is <laughs> so I was walking back to my car, broad daylight, and what do I see? Not thirty feet from my car is a homeless guy standing up, masturbating next to my fucking car. I lock eyes with him, and then immediately, like, he just starts trying to play it off. Like, scratches his belly and then shuffles away. And then I'm just like, Ew. Like, he was going to shoot onto my car. He was, like, pointed at it. So it's just like, how many times did I go to work and not catch the homeless guy <laughs> masturbating onto my car? You know? Like, how many times how much have you splooge? driven around, yeah, with, with homeless skeet on your car? With some man's children <laughs> riding down your back bumper. <laughs> and that is L.A. That is L.A. Or anyone in who has not nutshell. been there yet. In a nutshell. Yeah. Well, no, the nut did stay in the shell that time. <laughs> well, thank God. I could give you a rundown the of, blue the, shell did not fly of off. Detroit. <laughs> I went to Detroit once, and this is the America's only thing. dirty D. Amer- the dirty D itself. You, you, this is all you need to know about Detroit. I was in the downtown area of Detroit, and I saw a man crawl out of a sewer, and not no one bas- batted an eyelash. He crawled out of a sewer, walked away, no one said shit, and then everyone was, was just going about their day. No, I was young, so I've I wasn't you in crawl my sewer out of a days. Sewer before. You gotta know where Johnny, they go. I've seen Johnny go in and out of many a sewer. Is that? Again, like no one's battered an eye at it when you do it. So well, it's because all the local people here they know I'm going in the sewers. I'm checking levels, pH levels. I just found <laughs> out that people are dumping phosphorus in the fucking uh, the alleyway up the street. They're dumping it right into the sewers. And it's like, I no wonder the river time. has so many fucking deformed-ass animals. Didn't you, didn't you get, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you get hired to recover someone's goldfish from the sewer once? Uh, yes, that was a one-off, though. You know, they just, it was just a, a friend of a friend needed needed a hand. I don't do Man, it professionally. Well, if you're ever, if you're ever hurting, you know, yeah, I mean, just something to think about. Oh, I'll, tra- I'll track animals I don't know anything about. You, you lost oh. an alligator? Speaking of tracking animals, me and Johnny again. Uh, we've been we've been in the we've been trying to get into the bone game. Yo, now we can act, now we can actually say we because Mackley is doing something. I think I have located a buried whale corpse in the town next door. I've done a lot of investigation on this on both web and in real life talking to people. And I there's three years ago in Huntington Beach there was this whale that was dead and rotting and like 
beached itself and like the lifeguards took it back out to sea and then it came back and then it happened again. And then they're like, well, we're just going to fucking bury this. So I, I found the article for that, figured out where it was at, and I was talking to people from there. And they're like, well, actually, you know, on this one street, there's this random patch of like uh, beach grass that came up recently and like no one knows why it's there. And I'm like, what street is it on? And they're like, the beach street. I'm like, that's where they buried the whale. So now it's like, I, from what they said on the article, it's like six feet deep under there. So I'm going to go try and get me some whale bones. I got some, I got, I got a guy in New Jersey that wants some whale bones. I know Johnny wants some whale bones. I'm, God, you got I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna try to start a whale bone market. I don't know. Listen, but I'm not hunting them. Alex like the Japanese, which is wrong, don't kill those majestic beauties in the ocean. This was a nature killed one. Nature murdered it. It probably deserved it. So I'm going to use its bones for my own purposes. I agree Don't worry that. what those purposes are. If I, I found... wouldn't mind getting a bone. I would yeah. whittle it into a whale. I'll, I'll give you a whale bone to whittle into a whale. That's, um, I'm sure a whale bone would want to become a whale again. Like, totally. Why would you not want to be a whale? Circle of life, baby. Alex uh, sent me the article and all the research he's been doing. And then the last thing he said, which I think is just the funniest like hurdle you have to pass in this mission, is like, now all I need to do is buy a shovel. I'm like, you <laughs> fucking bitch. It's like, I got all the you know info. What? No, you don't. We need, yeah. He was, he's he's storing a shovel. a shovel. He's storing, you, you're, you left one. I left a shovel, that's right. There's a shovel. I've already got it. I can keep on digging. <laughs> It was a ghost turtle, everyone. Alex didn't know that he had the necessary Imagine, tools. I'm the one that put the hurdles in front of me. <laughs> he set the track and at least he we know. know how far they're placed. At least we know I did it with blindfold on, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> What'd you say, Corey? At least at least he knows now whose worst enemy is. It's always been me. I I realize yeah. that. <laughs> I help everyone else. And then just getting my own way and just like shoot myself in the foot constantly. Most of the time, I don't even have like my one leg. I just I just take it off, so it's just harder for me. Yeah, I mean, it's like you you would be the type of person to like plan this whole vacation and then plan it a week late for a major holiday listen, that everyone knows listen, about. That's it's, not me. Oh, that's <laughs> not you. Who might that be? All right, look, look, man. So maybe I fuck up fundamentals, okay? I get the minute details right, and that that matters, okay? That counts for something. So the thing that our our dear our dear Johnny Boy is talking about here is I planned a trip. Uh, I was going to go to Mardi Gras. I planned out the people we were going with. I had the the cash worked out. I had where we were staying. I had everything booked, reserved. I had everything planned. The dates. Everyone was packed and ready to go. I never uh, looked up when Mardi Gras was though. <laughs> Were you so, a week late or a week early? It was a week late. If I was a week early, it wouldn't matter. But I was a week after Fat Tuesday. So. Yeah, but at least you got, like, you probably got all the deals. Like, all the liquor was real cheap. I, the crowds I, I, were I've got to imagine at that point, like, everyone in that town is so fucking hungover at that point that no one's doing Ghost anything. Town. Like, <laughs> no. You could still no. throw beads at people. Like, all those drunk guys that are left on the street, they'll show you their tits for some beads, I'm sure. I think that's a myth. Oh, yeah. Isn't that a myth? It did. The tit thing. I, I, well, let me, let I me, saw let me a homeless man curled up on the street today and I was walking back from 7-Eleven to grab beer for this podcast and I left him one of my beers so that he'd just wake up, he'd cuddle in the beer and be like, oh, where's this coming from? Sweet. What if he's trying to recover place. from alcoholism? He's like, well, this is my sign, God. I've said it before. As an artist, it is not my, like, it, it's up to you to interpret 
what happens. It's not up to me. I just make it happen. All right. Well, this no, is a good time. No, wait, 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 wait. No, hey, hey, this is not your podcast anymore, buddy. All right. Oh, and it's been hijacked. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, I, just, I do you just, just want to call out the, the last thing I want to call out there is uh, honestly, uh, if you can go to Mardi Gras, uh, I would honestly recommend going a week later because there was still all the same shit there. All the same entertainers were there. There were just less people, things were cheaper, and there weren't really, like, huge lines. But there was still, like, shit tons of people there. And beads. It is bulldozed the majority of them out of the street. They're still lining the street. There's plenty of beads. <laughs> I mean, I've, me and Leonard right. have been to uh, New Orleans. We had a fantastic time. We did have a really good time, They do not we? check out uh, IDs out there. No, you know, I, I think that was the first time I took, uh, took little Joey out. Joey had what man? He Joey could was only seventeen been... at the time. Joey was yeah, that's not crazy. even seventeen. He and was, we walked he was younger right, than that. He was sixteen. We he was sixteen years old. Right into his Joey was club. Joey was the drummer of Down and Dirty for context. Um, Go YouTube Down had, and Dirty. We happened to just have a, a couple dates off on our tour. Well, one date off really, and it was in. Nolens. Nolens. It was uh, one very long day off of the tour. Very, very long day. We drank those hand grenades, uh, but we just drank the mix. I don't think like we no, just that drank, is like, definitely alcoholic not true. syrup. The alcoholic no. syrup. We went to a container. couple places and got the drinks. The cups. We got the ice we cups. We ended up getting the mix and then the liquor and just pouring it into the cups ourselves, sitting at the park, and then walked around town. Cause you were frugal. Do you remember the? Well, we were kids too. Uh, do you remember the alligator man? Oh yeah, no, it was it alligator was man or something else? But he had all the boils on him. And he he was trying to sell us his half drink liquor bottle out of his pocket. Yeah, just characters yeah. out there. Nothing but character work down the there. The crocodile. It was either crocodile guy or alligator guy. I, I, I don't remember. It's where he, all uh, failed street performers go to s- slowly drown after the rainstorms. What are you talking about? They probably make so much money there. I bet they do, but that's where they go to die. Nobody's like, <laughs> I've been working in New Orleans, now I'm going to L.A. No. Wait, like, I'm sorry, so you're saying you... the street street performers are like, they're just like, listen, this is just a stepping stone for me, man. I'm just going to be Spider-Man. I'll fight Batman two times a week on the strip to work my way out of it. Like, I'm thinking, okay. I'm be Spider-Man. Hey, I know that, Batman. I'm going to be Spider-Man outside Universal for a couple years. I'm going to work my way up. I'm going to go to Vegas. I'm going to do a card and, card and game show. Uh, and then I was thinking about, uh, I want to be one of those girls with the big poofy headdresses and doing the can-can. That's that's my real dream. I'm a studio can-can. You got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere, Spidey. Hey, I got to start out. I want to work my way up to some burlesque. <laughs> you gotta start on the streets, darling. Kick they got a show for you out here off. too. Kick them heels off and do a backflip, bitch. <laughs> 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 All right, so uh, today we're talking about Danny Elfman. I'm gonna give you guys a little rundown on Danny Elfman. If the listeners don't know who he is, or you probably heard about him, uh, I mean, there's a lot of different things you'd be like, oh, I know that guy, but I don't really know that guy. But when you look at the full who that guy is, it's fucking impressive. So it was start, a brilliant he start, sense. He started off as a human, just normal human, two eyes, nose, mouth, two balls, I think. Five holes in the head, you know. One, yeah. two, three, four, five. And to be honest, in, holes in the head. there was a photo from 2010 or a couple photos, but in, in 
couple times in photos, he kind of looks like a alt uh, dimension Elton John, which kind of makes sense because he's just a really good musician too. But he kind of looks a little Elton Johnny. I listen to the podcast. Elfman John. Elfman John. Do- also, I wanted yeah. to say he was a cover band. He was the voice of Elf in the the show. Oh, oh yeah. I did and not the- know that. I didn't, I didn't know that. Either. No, it's not true. Oh, oh. you son of a gun. Oh. <laughs> Well, and also, I will say that if you don't know uh, John Elton because you're five years old, you should John not be Elton? listening to this. But also, John whatever. Elton? He, said comma, he and... said comma in there, I think. <laughs> Corey is a principal at a school. He, got that already, son. He, he looks like Doctor. He looks like Doc Octo from uh, uh, fucking Spider-Man. Also, the animated yeah, series. No, 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 no. From the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, he looks like Doc Octo. We must be looking at different pictures. But okay, back to it. So he was a. I do um, like the idea of the other reality, Elton John, and then having Elfman John, and they do Elf, all, yeah. <laughs> all compositions of Danny Elfman as if um, as if Elton John wrote them, and then vice versa, all Elton John songs as if Danny Elfman wrote them. I, I would go see that show. That's two dimensions. That's two different dimensions. Elfman <laughs> John. Three dimensional. Danny Elton or Danny Elton. <laughs> Uh, who so, opens for who? They switch off. Yeah, they, yeah, they switch off. They switch off opening. They're co-headliners. Whoever's tired, uh, they go on first. <laughs> but okay, so <laughs> blah blah blah. He was born at this blah 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 time to fucking. I don't care, but nobody. Wikipedia is great, but like we don't need to do the whole breakdown of who this guy was like before he became someone we're going to talk about. He was in a band Oingo Boingo in the early oh, 1980s. Maybe, Corey, you know something cool about that band. But I looked it up, and I was like, yeah, it's cool. It's a band. Uh, not, like, a big nostalgic thing for me. I know it was a very popular band, and a lot of people uh, really appreciated it. For me, I can't really talk too much on it. Can anyone else? Is that where they wore the fire hydrants on their head? No, that's... That's Devo. That's Devo? Oh. And I'm... <laughs> I'm clearly the expert. I don't know. You like on bingo, bingo. off things that nobody knows about, so I thought I'd ask. I'm but... not super versed on Oingo Boingo. I, I've heard of them. I, I mostly just always remembered the name. Mm-hmm. Um, They're very, uh, very clever name, but like I looked it up on Spotify, and the top song I listened to it, I was like, I don't know if I recognize this. They're, they're, I mean, they were just part of, like, the new wave synth type yeah. shit. They were, like, the, the new wave movement. Like, trying to do things for the sound, first time. Trying to get out of just the 80s sound that it was. Yeah, new wave was, uh, we're sick of the Beatles. Uh, I, I will say they only, they only have one major hit when you type in Oingo Boingo Controversy. Is that and, the uh, song? They made a song or... called... No, the con- no, the controversy is they made a song called Little Girls. Michael which Jackson is the opening. Called <laughs> to, to be fair, though, the, the opening track fair, of their debut fair, album yeah. was titled Only a Lad. So maybe it's written from the perspective of him as a kid? I don't know, Yeah, man. totally. I mean, that's something that would be really popular now if someone did a concept album where I'm a little boy. I know I'm like a 45-year-old man, but I'm a little boy, and I'm writing an <laughs> album <laughs> to... Hold on. Wait a okay, true. Woody Allen. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I just, I just finished reading the article. Hold on. 
music video directed by his brother Richard Elfman depicts Elfman in an empty house dancing with girls and people with dwarfism, followed by onlookers staring vacantly as he walks down a street with an apparent underage girl. Okay, so that's not not the best look for a debut album. Maybe. It's, it's satire. I'll say that. Like this podcast, it's satire. <laughs> that's how Woody Allen oh, got out of it. Someone said Woody Allen, but it's like he was just like, oh. It's satire. And they're like, ah, you get out of here, Woody, you crazy motherfucker. Literally what Eric Andre does. I, he goes does a ridiculous shit. He's like, no, it's for a TV show. It's for a TV show. Yeah, but How much actually, do we have to pay you so that it's okay? <laughs> By the way, he uh, actually means he, it, though. Elon Musk actually got, uh, he got through something like that where he called this random guy a pedophile on Twitter. So the guy sued him for, like, defamation and slander. And uh, Elon Musk's legal defense that he got away with was, I was memeing, bro. <laughs> That's what money will get you in today's world. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, it's just for a meme. Yeah. And, and he won. Ah, well, he won the case. He won the fucking case. Yeah, he also is He not... didn't have a defamation. Season. He also has so much money that it doesn't really matter, does it? Rules. He just bought Twitter for like $43 billion. Probably for you know a meme. That you know that if you made $200,000 a day since Christopher Columbus came to America, you still couldn't even afford to buy Twitter. But man, he, he, said, he said to the UN, he's like, if you explain to me how $6 billion can end world hunger, I'll fucking do it. And then he didn't do anything, but then he bought Twitter for $45 billion. Yeah, but here's my thing on that, is maybe he read their idea and he's like, nah, that, 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 that's some bullshit. They're like, oh, let's whip something up so we can give to Elon so we can get all this money. And then he's free like, money. Nah. You want money? Yeah, free They money. did supply free that, money. too. I think I remember. I think they, I think he, they did actually send him, like, a ledger. They did. Uh, but then he just didn't go through it. Yeah, I probably, it, like, if I had that money and they're like, here's the ledger. Like, first, what we're going to do, trickle down economy. And they'd be like, nope, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, <Well>. so, <laughs> go ahead. I was just about to say, we we are all very keenly aware of how well trickle-down economics works. Yeah, we were it, raised in it. It has done wonders for our generation. Of, yeah, and, like, I've never heard of something being, like, a, like a trickle and been like, oh, that that sounds good. I like that. It's like, it's a trickle. It's like, mm, sounds like a trick to me. Which, yeah, why the, did they call it trickle? Yeah, they could have said, like, uh, downriver economy or waterfall or about, economy. Or Gold shower economy. Hey, whoa, whoa. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Champagne shower economy. Champagne that, shower, that's... yeah. Champagne shower. Uh, it's the Fago shower economy. What we're gonna do is we're gonna <laughs> whoop whoop into our bank accounts, and we're really gonna get some like real fucking juggalo fam love going on in these banking systems. And like, you need to hold a little. You come to me, brother. I got you. We whoop, throw whoop. axes at the bank until we're all millionaires. Whoop, whoop. Family. Family. Who do you bank with? Oh, uh, I'm with Shaggy Two Dope Credit Union. <laughs> Juggaloaded. If he if he goes over one percent, everything just turns into ash. Like. <laughs> whoop, whoop. All right, back to Danny Elfman. Uh, so what I really wanted to talk about, because I can't really speak too much on Oingo Boingo and we're not a music podcast. Uh, the thing that has to do with The Simpsons is that since the 90s, uh, Danny Elfman's been 
doing some fucking shit. I mean, that's the best way to put it, because uh, I'm not really good at speaking with my mouth and my brain. Uh, he's been doing some hell, hella shit. Uh, he started doing film scores. Just that, like, it kind of happened a little naturally. It's not like he was like, I'm done with Oingo Boingo. I want to start doing movies. Uh, the first one I think he did, like, the fucking first start that he did was uh, Nightmare. No, not <laughs> I almost said Nightmare on Elm Street. No, uh, it, it was... Nightmare uh, Before Christmas. That wasn't the first one, though. No? What that was, was not the first no, one. No, no, no. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. That was before? Oh, heck yeah, dude. Fantastic. 1985 is... 1985 was way before um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, yeah, Nightmare actually, actually, Leonard, it says here, when I'm looking it up on Voodoo.com, that Pee-wee's Big Adventure came out August 30th, 1754. 1754. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not even kidding on that, by the way. That's so funny. Well, I I mean, seventy. That's still before Nightmare Before Christmas as well. Point stands. Um. Wow. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas was ninety three. Yep. Holy cow! That's way earlier than I thought. I was thinking late nineties for some. Yeah. Years. No. I right. That's well, I didn't cool. realize that old. Either oh, way, old. whichever came first, the the one or the other, he started doing film scores and like working with films and Tim Burton and uh, Sam Raimi and all these different crazy things. And you know, there's been a lot of people that have done it and failed, tried to move from like a pop or other kind of band into films, and he just like kind of took it in a stride. Uh, he's had a lot of a lot of uh, success, but also in the podcast I was listening to today, he said he had a lot of hard times too. So it's not like he's just been fucking straight to the moon the whole time. Obviously, he's done a lot with Tim Burton, which we all know about. Um, and in Nightmare Before Christmas, they got to a point where he almost like, well, he, after that movie, he didn't want to work with Tim Burton ever again. And it took like good couple years until. And I'll Tim... I get into why that is. Yeah, so it took a couple of years until Tim Burton was doing a movie, and the composer was in their hotel room, and they ended up seeing a movie that Danny Elfman did the com- uh, composing for, and he just turned to like the agent was like, "I think he should be doing this movie," and then. Another agent called another agent called another agent called another agent. And Danny's like, yeah, I'll do it. And then he got like another 15 years of Tim Burton movies. But just to scrub over the top here real quick, we got uh, 16 Burton-directed films, including Batman, Edward Scissorhands, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Not my favorite, but it's good. Alice in Wonderland and uh, Dumbo. You got... Sam Raimi's Darkman, a movie called A Simple Plan, Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2, Oz the Great and Powerful, and then a recent hit, which what came out two, three days ago, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It didn't come out yet, did it? Yeah, he got into the MCU. He got into the MCU. I thought it was coming out April 30th. I could be wrong. No, 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 no. May 6th. Really? 
those. Yeah, seats. it comes out in a couple of days. I'm going to try this uh, on Wednesday. I have not gone to a theater since COVID. Not because of COVID, just because no movies really draw me in. I, I was thinking about going to Spider-Man, but I was like, eh. It was, I and saw now, it three times. It's Multiverse of Madness, I'm going to go see, and then probably going to go see Firestarter by Stephen King. You son of a bitch. I tried to take you to a fucking movie, and you fucking flaked on my ass. You did twice. not. Did I, did I flake on you? Was that me? You did. Was you did. I tried did to I fucking... do that? I tried to take you to fucking Moonfall. You wouldn't see that honking piece of shit with me. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That movie looked good in the uh, trailer, but never went back and did it. Oh, no. It, it was I, royally I got some stupid. Cool, oh, I got some cool ideas from it. I I, I gained my own <laughs> my own gain from that one. The moon. I'm like, I'm like oh, I can do this. Yeah. Wait, was <laughs> that the twist? So there was. No, was that the no, fucking this... twist that the moon was an alien? That's there's so that's not that's in like the first fifteen minutes or something. Oh, like, I'm, fucking, I'm pissed and I didn't even see the movie. There, there's been these documents that got uh, a Freedom of Information Act uh, from the Pentagon, and there's this like. Like, you know, like science. I'm gonna throw it in quotes. Science group that got like millions of dollars of funding, and they were researching shit. And it was like, shit seemed kind of it was like really weird out there, shit. And shit seemed cool until they got to the point where they're like, well, we're just gonna try and nuke the moon until we get to its center and try and make something out of that. And it's like, don't nuke the moon. Why? And it's like at first, it's like trying to like figure out like weird fundamental physics type shit and it just slowly gets to the point where we're like, we just want to throw nukes at the moon. It's like, why are you doing that? What is that? And we got disfunded because of that, but it's like, what What was your goal there? At least, like, nuke Mars, you know? Like, what the fuck is Mars gonna do back? I mean, nuke... Have it, you watched you, the what is the moon gonna do back? Slap you? So, if you saw Moonfall or knew what it was about, then you would change your tune, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I would watch your mouth. Who is that, James you, Corbin? You know, like that Majora's Mask <laughs> where the moon's constantly falling at you, but you restart the day and it's not then? Oh my god, that's such a good fucking... Hold on, we, we've gone on like five tangents here. I'm sorry, that's I didn't mean to totally derail us. No, that's Elfman. okay, this is how it goes here. This, this is, is a this Danny is... Elfman-ish podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so... Have you heard of the Danny Elf Mandela effect? Yeah, that's see. Uh, please uh, tell us more. What that we is, have, we is have that... a Danny Elf uh, ex- expert with us here today. We, we, this is the, the uh, Elfman Mandela effect. <laughs> we call it the Danny Elf verse podcast, and we talk about all things Danny Elfman. And the the da- Danny Elf Mandela effect is that we actually haven't recorded this podcast. You forgot to push record oh. again, huh? Oh. Did Wait, did you really? Oh my god, did you fucking really? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, speaking of data, um, in science news, um, there's this physicist that's going out and he's proposing that information... Proposing is to women? Fifth, information is the fifth state of matter and that it has mass and then that that is what like dark matter and the dark mass is in the universe is that information is essentially a mat like again has mass so it would affect the universe and be able to manipulate that so so thoughts do carry weight exactly 
<laughs> Whoa. Heavy, dude. So, okay, I know you guys all did your own little lookups of uh, Danny Elfman, but I just want to say, out of the movies that you've seen that he has worked for, which one is your favorite? Or which uh, one would you say is the most iconic sounding, if that's a thing? What'd you um, say, Corey? Uh, Playmate of the Apes, hands down. Playmate of the Apes? <laughs> I remember when we got you that for your birthday. <laughs> hey, we also have all lived together. Well, that was, one was it, except Mac. No, yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. So we, we, we all lived together. Yep. We gotta, yeah, we gotta big pause. We gotta cut in. We got a voice for the boys. We got a moment for the boys. Be pointing it. It's threatening, Leonard. I don't like it. I, uh, I would actually say so. I'm not a big fan of Nightmare Before Christmas as like a thing or a cult classic or whatever. I'm not a fan of it basically Definitely. at all. But I would say that's <laughs> one of the better, it's one of the better Danny Elfman stories. Because I'm sure, Alex, you'll talk about this later in writing process, but he ended up becoming the the voice of Jack Skellington just because they started with the, the music because none of the script was written yet. So he had so much time to just keep working on these songs, working on these songs. And every time, as the composer in that situation, he had you're to keep... John, you're wrong on that. What? It... So his process is he only works like outside of Nightmare for Nightmare Before Christmas. He only works from watching the film and adding into it. But in Nightmare Before Christmas, he actually had to record the music before, and that's, that's why it was such a contention point between him and Tim Burton. Yes, because it was the complete opposite of what his process actually is. Yes, so that's what I was saying. He 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 didn't have the show to watch to write it for so they just started with the music and then eventually wrote everything around the music so he had so much time and he was coming from such a personal place making that music that he was really really wanting to sing the music for the movie instead of tim burton being like oh i want to bring in this artist or that artist and then he like he made it from such a personal place because he was still kind of an oingo boingo at the time and jack skellington is like from Halloween world, but he wants something new, but he doesn't know what it is. And that's totally where he was in his life at that point. He was like, I'm in this band and people expect me to be in this band and go on tour and all that. And he's like, that's not what I want. I want something new. I just don't know what it is. And then funny enough, this movie kind of showed him what he wanted. Yeah, pretty much exactly. Yeah. And that's then so like, his general process then is so like he views the film and then tries to add in to that. And so uh, he pretty much like people will write the mute or like write the and like write out and record out the movie and then like he'll watch a cut of it and if and if if it tracks with him he like writes something out for it and. Uh, so then he just like sends out the music to them and then he's like, hey, play this as you're watching it and see if it works for you. And that's that's pretty much what his process is. Um, you think I could get him to do an episode of Jacket one day? I'm he I mean why who wouldn't want to do like 
artists like to help each other. So, you know, you just fucking reach out. Right? Maybe I mean, I'm not sure how... Give him a call. You already got one celebrity plug on that show, didn't you? So, I mean, hey, you already have the clout. Build off it. Hmm. But, um... So, the... Uh, he, he does... So he'll hire up a like uh, orchestra and choir to do shit, and he does everything from the uh, control. And uh, he he'll just like work with the director, the engineers, and then just go in, get everything worked up, synced up. And if like again, his what his, the the hardest thing for him to do is the uh, action scene. Because that takes a lot of timing and technical expertise to like aim up and get everything in sync for. I actually did hear him talk about he did one movie, and a lot of times with movies they'll have three people in to buff out the sound. They'll have the effects, they'll have the words of the movie, and then they'll have the music. And he was telling a story about one time it was the effects and the like audio from the filming and they were working for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours trying to get this action scene right it's like well you need the effects and you need to be able to hear the effects you need to be able to hear what they say and then they got to the music part and he was like well it's going to take me a second to do this and they're like oh come on like how is it going to take that long they really make in an action movie they make the sound kind of background like for cinema studio like you know studio is usually right and left pan unless you have surround stereo yes what did i say studio studio stereo so stereo but like cinema stereo is uh right left center and with action films they'll take the center out with the music and just have it right left and have the uh the words and the sound effects all three of them so it kind of they kind of fucking the, the the action world needs to not punch down so much on the composition of the movies it's very important and okay i i can't remember who sent it to me but did, i think it was in uh our one of our groups but the uh danny elfman was actually played at coachella this year yes very topical reason why i wanted to cover this now because i mean danny elfman i don't even think we fucking mentioned this yet danny elfman wrote the theme song for the simpsons and I have a story about that that I'll tell in a minute. But how long have we been recording? And uh, we just about, now mentioned that about, this is a Simpsons related show. About 40 yeah, minutes. That's how it goes <laughs> okay, so it was very topical because I just saw people sharing videos of Danny Elfman playing at Coachella. And he's like 60 something years old. It's been. A quarter century since he's played in a band. He's just been doing composition. And they originally asked him in like, what, 2019 to do it? And he's like, no, for a big fest like that, I can't do a big orchestral show like I'd like to, which a lot of people do and he does on a different scale. But like, uh, what's his name? Can't think of it. Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer did a, like a big orchestral show at Coachella, I guess. Uh, also, Spaxothora. And uh, so he wanted to do that, but he's like, oh, I can't really bring in a full orchestra like I'd like to. And then they had him come out and they showed him some things that they could do for Coachella. And he realized he's like, oh, shit. In the last quarter century, uh, like screens on the side of the stage, 
have come a long way. So you can actually see them and do more than just showing the band play. So that's what motivated him to actually take the Coachella spot. And then it got shut down. And then it got shut down and said it was going to be in a different month. And then it got shut down. So when he finally got to do it was this year. And I'm in these Simpsons groups on Facebook, Ava Fuckius Lee. But I saw it on there, and it was really cool to see him playing the Simpsons theme. It was like half orchestra, half band, really well done. Uh, he it did a bunch of stuff. Insanely, like like the, the the ability of that band to pass it around was insane. I haven't seen any. It was so good. It was so well done. By the way, uh, those tattoos that he has now, he just got those like a couple of years ago. That. Which ones? All of them. Oh, all of them? <laughs> all of them, yeah. Hey, I'm Danny Elfman. I couldn't get no tattoos because I was on primetime television in the 80s and early 90s. Let me eat your cat. <laughs> Elfman. Elfman. <laughs> Danny Elfman. Uh, oh, by the way, you did mention a question earlier that I wanted to answer. What's that? Uh, it was favorite Danny Elfman movie. I know, I really and, got derailed. Alright, I just want to bring up that Dude. I didn't know that he did Mars Attacks, but like, that is the only... I was going to say that too! You were going to say that? Dude, yes. I haven't... Okay, hold on. In bringing that up, I actually have a movie I, I want us to watch. This is a Danny Elf movie, because I was looking through this list. I want to read you the description, and I want to hear your thoughts on it after this. But, okay, really quick. So, he did Mars Attacks. And like, that was one of the few films on here to where it's like, if you're picking out a director for... Or, sorry, a composer for like the music that he did... It should be a, a composer that made you, like, remember what happened or, like, remember, like, the sounds of the movie or the soundtrack of the movie. And, like, the soundtrack really stood out in Mars Attacks. It's not like I am, like, a huge simp for Mars Attacks, but uh, it the, the soundtrack really stood out. It really, like, elevated that film, you know? Yeah. It really, I think, contributed to its massive 6.4 star rating and a 52 at uh, a score. Six point. How many? How many stars? Fifty-two <laughs> stars. That's a horrible rating. Six out of fifty-two is a horrible rating. No, it's six six point four out of ten and fifty-two out of a hundred. The two different rating sites. Oh, okay. I've and uh, Leonard, I would. Were you never seen Mars Attack? No, I don't. I'm not a big what? cinema guy. I can't sit still. <laughs> I've 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 lived with the man. I can. We've all lived with that man. We can contest. We cannot sit still. And we, bullshit. We played through an entire anime video game together. No, you oh, yeah, played yeah. it. No, you played it, and I was not able to move on your fucking beanbag chair. Let's get that right. I was done. It was like some clockwork shit. I was forcing scenes through the eyes. I was like, I was like, I can't move right now. You need to take care of me. You're responsible for me. And you're like, here, throw your ass down in this chair. I'm going to play a fucking 10-hour video game in front of you. And I remember every <laughs> single fucking level of that game. To insane gross detail. You killed God in front of me twice. I will never forget that. It, uh, the game is... Anime. It's one season long, and the, the premise of it is that there's this character that's like, I want to be a great priest. And he goes in front of this crow, and it's like it tells you what you're going to do in your life. And it's like, you're the demon king. You're going to kill God. And he's like, no, there's no way that I'm going to kill God. I want to work for him. And then by the end episode, he's riding a giant furry mechanical dragon and kills God and becomes it. <laughs> you, you forgot about the harem, too, that he I manages think, to get in that. Oh, oh, I, I mean, you guys might be talking about different things. Of course, there's a harem. Like, different things, yeah. 
Because I'm talking but, about uh, Ajarara. Yeah, so he's... I, <laughs> that's, that's a great... I don't in. remember every level in intense detail, and I don't think I watched you play the whole game, but there was one time where I, I was pretty fucking... I was seeing triple quadruples, and you were on that level where, like, every time you'd beat a level, you'd go back and you'd be climbing this tower and this little fucking dickhead spider. The spider? Like, hey, the gold spider? Motherfucker. It'd be like the toad from Mario. Like, the princess is gone, bitch. I didn't even tell her to wait. That's uh, very Stephen Kingy, too. He has a Dark Tower series, and that's what happens. Is you always get up to it, and it's like, oh, well, you forgot to do this. Go back to the beginning and start again. <laughs> well, this, this game, by the way, for anyone who is, is listening to us do nerd talk right now, is uh, uh, Asher's Wrath. It was a PS3 game where it's like mixing like Buddhism with sci-fi. Oh, yeah, it was on 362. Thank you. Yeah, probably Steam, um, too. But you can, you can play it. You can, you, it's not on Steam. You can play it through an emulator, though. Uh, that's that's why I sold my PS3, um, but but yeah, it's basically like Buddhism mixed with sci-fi, mixed with like the best season of Dragon Ball Z that you've never seen. Uh, it's fucking brilliant. I cannot recommend it enough. All right. Well, I've never um, seen Dragon Ball Z either, so that's a that's one of our butt plugs there. Asher is rad. Um, there's also a great group out there on YouTube that does a cut and redub. Some great fans. Uh, Dragon Ball Z abridged, uh, and it is a Amazing thing! You should check it out. Uh, that, you can bump like that too. Listen, listen no, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's a good one. Know your place. We don't go that nerdy. <laughs> we take, we tip, <laughs> we put our pinky toe into the anime, Alex. Pinky toe into the anime series. My 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 favorite thing about the 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 DBZ abridged is Piccolo the Namekian because he always absorbs more of his people, and then what that ends up ending like going into is that he has a bunch of different voices in his head all the time and they're always just fighting amongst each other and he's just trying to sit there and he's like <laughs> which would get me into also okay the yeah the show, show is being very nerdy right now we're, we're gonna go into the uh my new uh adhd sub diagnosis for this group wait right and there. that adhd thing actually reminded me the last point that i wanted to make super quick is the the, the movie that i wanted to recommend that i watch with leonard and then i'll let you talk alex i promise do it and then i'll go okay oh yeah that too sorry alex you've been moved to the back into the back uh, of the I'm used to that. no no i'll go i'll go after <laughs> mackley uh, first oh, okay. time not last time it's got the best <laughs> Leonard, the this the movie that I want to watch the next time either you're at my place or I'm at yours is uh, Erg, a music war. Uh, it's live performances from dozens of leading early 1980s musical acts, rock, punk, ska, reggae, it's all here. Uh, all Danny it? Elfman is all of it. All of it. And, and it's there? rated Yeah, and it's rated R for some reason. Sounds amazing. I like the idea. What, what is, is Danny Elfman? Hold on, what is Danny Elfman in this? Sorry, so we'll, Danny uh, Elfman. We'll, we'll get into that with this, this diagnosis. This right? Wait, did I fuck up his name again? Who the fuck is, is Danny it, Elfman? Is it, is it Ringo Eichmann? <laughs> From the Bango From Ringo Bingo? <laughs> From Ringo Bingo? <laughs> yeah. He's, so uh, the, he's is Bobby it... Bonilla from the Bingo Bangos. Ronnie Bangman? Ronnie Van Bongos? Zant. He's Ronnie Van Zant from a band called Led <laughs> yeah. Zeppelin. Big <laughs> ownership crashing down. 
But, Wait, uh, you say Bled Zeppelin? Because that's actually it. That would be a good cover name. Oh my god! Yeah, that you heard it here first, guys. The new band <laughs> out this season, the new Zeppelin. festival season, Bled Zeppelin. Bled Zeppelin. Zeppelin. Bled Zeppelin tunes, but it's just all fucking gore. Church. But they they slit their wrists beforehand. Yeah, they so it's a, it's a very short set. They slit it's, their wrists. It's all they play played until by... they die. They have a rotating cast. <laughs> well it's not really rotating it's more of just like they get a new one every time they're it's on a, a cycle life, yeah it's a life cycle you know you live and you die <laughs> so uh so the, the new diagnosis is i want you to deep throat that mic boy throat mic. so the, the new diagnosis that i'm giving us is maladaptive daydreaming on the other hand it's it's somewhat more like behavioral addiction Drawing the mind back into a complex and imagination, or into a complex and vivid state of imagination, and then the the participants said that they self-directed their own daydreams, absorbing themselves in vivid and fanciful situations that make it hard to focus on external tasks. Really, I wasn't yeah. paying attention there. Sorry, I was daydreaming. <laughs> Anything before with your deficit? All right, so, Wait, how so you're telling me? Test? You know, there's no test. You just kind of like self-diagnose. Yeah, it's it's not even a real thing yet, but there's some people that are saying, "Hey, fuck you. This is this is me." You know, honestly, <laughs> so, so from... I could go ahead. You think this is your start... reality? No, this is mine. <laughs> what's that? Start uh, calling my boss ableist. Uh, no, what's the MythBusters? You know, uh, James Savage. Like, you know, okay. I I hear your reality, but I replace it with mine. My own. I reject your reality, and I substitute my own. Is what he says. There it is. There, there's a quote. Go ahead, Corey. I'm just. I mean, I was just saying. Uh, this is giving me a whole new world of perspective that I can work off. If of. I could start calling my boss ableist every time he's like, "Well, maybe you're not working today. Why have you not worked in the past week? Why has nothing been done? Why are you smoking weed on camera?" And it's like, you know what, man? It's ableism. All right. And then he can't say anything. Yeah, he can't say shit. I think, honestly, instead of maladaptive fucking... I don't want to talk to you. (laughs) What do you say it was? Maladaptive fucking conservation canonical Fibonacci sequence? What was it called? Maladaptive uh, Eichmann disorder. Danny Eichmann disorder? No, what I think they should call it is John Dorian (laughs) disorder. Give it the old JD. He's always doing the thing in the show where he would just look up and then daydream. And that would that would stop a whole show. That would fourth wall a whole sitcom. So imagine what it was really like. For that's him, some you know? that's some serious power. That's some serious. And power. actually, speaking of power, um, I think that the score in Edward Scissorhands is really powerful, and that's probably one of my favorites that Danny Elfman does. That is very good. Actually, also, the only reason I've seen that movie is because of you, Leonard. The one and only time I've ever seen it was at your house. I've actually played a lot of those characters for Halloween. I've been Johnny Depp quite a few times throughout his different characters. Uh, Usually, when I when I do my Halloweens, I got I gotta get deep. You know, I gotta do my research. I gotta spend time with the characters. It's it's like being in the movie, but you get it in real life. And I'm just Leonard is a method uh, costumer. (laughs) <laughs> he, he lives the life of the character he's going to do for about six hours, which is exactly what Jared Leto should do. 
if if Leonard were to be the Joker for a Batman movie, it'd be like the 90th Joker rendition. He would be the Joker for about 45, 50 minutes before he went on set. He would nail the spot, and people would be like, finally, a Joker we can relate to since Heath Ledger. Well, not relate to, but whatever. I don't fucking <laughs> This is not a DC well, podcast. Well, this, this is not talking DC. Oh, fuck Batman. Fuck Superman. Fuck the Flash. Fuck Wonder Woman. Fuck fucking Gal Gadot. Fuck fucking Robert Pattinson. Even though he did a good job. Fuck the Batmobile. Fuck Robin. Fuck the Flash. I think I said that twice. Fuck Martian Manhunter is pretty cool though. Only thing out of Martian should have stayed in the Looney Tunes. He's the mayor of fucking the Seth MacFarlane world. Adam West. Adam West is the only good thing to come out. That is the Batman right there. That is, the, <laughs> that is Wait, Batman. He, he danced back then. He was, it was the sixties were wild. He would be fun. Batman, Kachow, Kapow, red t-shirt. Uh, Batman couture. Hold on. I want to, I want to tell you guys a story that happened to me. And I promise this is related. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's go. So I'm going on, I'm taking a trip outside of the country. Uh, and I need to, uh, take a PCR test before I leave, right? So a few days ago, before I took the PCR test, which the PCR test was uh, on May the 1st, they called me and they're like, we're going to need to cancel your uh, PCR test, actually. And I was like, there's no other time I can schedule it. Why are you canceling it? They're like, it's a holiday, actually. So I had to be like, what holiday? And then they would never answer. They would never answer that question. They just put me on hold, and they're like, uh, "Actually, never mind. You're good to come in." But then I, I was just talking about. I was like, "What Yom the Kippur. fuck was that?" So, no, it's not. It's not Yom Kippur because I celebrated Yom, Yom Kippur this year Yom with Andy Frasco, Happy Yom Kippur, and that was everyone. awesome. It's in October. So you, you want to know what holiday is to is uh May the first? What May Day? E A D. We've got uh, May actually, Day. Wait, what? If we're, it's Batman Day. It's Batman Day. May the 1st is Batman Day. I'm Batman Day. May the 1st, April 30th into May 1st in the Celtic pagan religion is Beltane, one of the big four. The next one coming up is Hampane, which is Halloween. I can't wait for spooky season. Represent? There's other things that happen May 1st because I think. There's also the Nacht which in Germany is the night of the witches, and they all gather in one spot to do something. Who knows what witches do when they all gather together? But I had some real weird dreams Saturday night. Well, if I'm not memeing, if I'm not memeing, I do know the actual holiday that does take place on May 1st. And I did feel a little bit bad, but like, it was 9.30, dude. No. It's the last day of Ramadan. Oh, it is? (gasps) Yeah. How could... Oh, oh I've, I've seen a lot of things about uh, Islamic fucking geometric patterns lately, so that would that checks out. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm glad the stars have aligned to tell you it's Ramadan, Alex. As it comes up every year, I have two packets of Ramadan every day for lunch after I eat the sandwich that Veronica made me. She makes me a sandwich, and then I'm still a little, still a little peckish, so I get two packets of Ramadan. You're always a little peckish. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> All right, uh, wait, wait a minute. Uh, 
Not sure when, but uh, I do have uh, something in the chamber ready to go. Uh, after this. Hey, homeless guy, get away from my car. Oh, I heard, I heard a click. Okay, never mind. Uh, <laughs> how how clearly did me peeing come in that time, by the way? Oh, really clear. Oh, real clear. I'll probably cut that out and okay. isolate it. <laughs> well, a, a drip a drip hit my face because I did actually bend myself in half and tried to get as close to the toilet as possible, so I had to wash my face afterwards. So, uh, anything for the content. Before I go... Only you, Corey. <laughs> before... <laughs> Meanwhile on the Doe Show, uh, we got two truths and a lie coming up about Danny Elfman. Uh, how many rounds you got? We'll play it as a team, Corey. How many rounds you got? Oh, God damn it. This is Robert Eichmann. <laughs> Robert Redford. All right. Wait, Richard Randman? We have multiple podcasts we can turn into. We could do Talking Marvel. We could do Golden Girls. We could do songs that came from Ireland. Batman. Who is Robert Eichmann? Robert Eichmann uh, is, uh, he has 66 matches for a phone number, email address. Uh, he's a doctor. Uh, One of them is. He's, uh, he has, he is 69 years old. Good, good age. He's also 73. Uh, very good age. Um. Not as good as 69, though. Hey, I'm Robert uh, oh, Eichmann. He... I'm two people. I'm 69 and oh. 73. How you doing? Uh, he also died in 2011. Yeah, 69. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, what, what if someone just went... If, if anyone who went out at 69, I feel like on their tombstone, just be like, hey. hey yo. <laughs> he died, uh, he, he died I, how he what? lived. Nick, With a pun. Of... If you understand three, six, and nine, you're gonna have a good time. <laughs> hey, my name's Dr. Right, I... Four Twenty Sixty Nine, and I'm nice. Four. Let's see. I I didn't make it too long. I only have four rounds of. Uh, wait. Let me let me count this again. One, two, three, four. All right. Yeah, I have four uh four rounds of two truths and a lie. So yeah, I guess like everyone could make their guesses, and yeah. then I could say who was right. Yeah, there you go. Do question by question. And at the end, they'll win a prize. A whole prize? Uh, except John. Except me. I don't win prizes. It's not enough if you don't get prizes. You must be in the Western time zone to win prizes. Well, I mean, technically, that's not me either. Oh, yeah, I guess I wouldn't win one either. So, yeah. Correct. All right. right. Anyway, kicking it off. Uh, Danny Elfman, Two Truths and a Lie. Uh, First one. He collaborated with Trent Reznor. Uh, he is a Maoist third worldist, or the opening three syllables sung by Danny in the Simpsons theme got him into the Screen Actors Guild for vocal work. Whoa, that's actually kind of. You want me to repeat those? Yeah, repeat those. Please, please. All right. So, two truths and a lie. He collaborated with Trent Reznor. He is a just... Maoist third. Sorry, collaborated with Trent Reznor. Is that just. In all He's life, or like uh, in movie kind of things. Um, just in life. What fucking what? What does Trent Reznor do? Trent Reznor does movies now. So Trent Reznor no, kind Reznor of is a guitar player from Nine Inch Nails. Yes, right? he is. But also, yes. he is one of the people I mentioned earlier. How a lot of people tried to go from that music realm into the movie. Uh, realm what is it called score realm and he actually yeah. did it and in the podcast i listened to today with danny elfman 
he was saying how Trent Reznor did it so well because everyone would ask, like, oh, can you give me that, like, nine-inch nail sound? He's like, no, call Trent Reznor for that. And then Trent Reznor started doing scores, and they were like, can you do that nine-inch nail sound? And he's like, no. Well, okay, so to tell you where I'm coming from when I was doing these, so if it is a, if it is a lie, then it is something either my ADD brain uh, got distracted by, um, or it's just some shit that I just like that is based off of something that is actually fact. All right, um, but I will say that I didn't. But I will say that I did not know that Trent Reznor was doing scores now. Yeah. So that's not relevant for this true truth and a lie. Okay. He collaborated with Trent Reznor. Is a Maoist third worldist for the opening three syllables, just the first three syllables sung by Danny in the Simpsons theme, got him into the Screen Actors Guild for vocal work. I'm I'm going with Maoist. I'm going. I'm going to say he's not a Maoist. I'm going to say that he didn't work with uh, Trent Reznor. But also, my second choice would have been the Simpsons one. I think he. I I think he did get in for that. But I could be wrong. well, uh, actually, uh, John, you are the only one that is wrong. Uh, you, <laughs> you actually guessed both the things that are t- both truths. Really? <laughs> You're really coming out hot here, man, and that's why he's texting. Hey, I'm he's the just host. like I'm I, the, I didn't hear it. It's I'm not, the host. It's not I'm real. The host of the Simpsons-ish podcast. <laughs> I know nothing about the Simpsons or Danny okay, Elfman. So- so the song that uh, Danny Elfman collaborated with Trent Reznor on is called True, and it came out in 2021. Really? Uh, there's a music video for it. Really? Uh, and he is, is not a Maoist third worldist. That is like a fucking, like you want to return to the third world. Uh, it's a very bizarre political ideology. See, this, this, this game has been rigged from the beginning because Corey knows <laughs> I don't know all those words. <laughs> malice well, to what <laughs> you mean to tell me he's a what he's in the uh, Taliban a... <laughs> he's one of the malice people from them third worlds what is he a voodoo doctor from Haiti why you gotta clean yourself so much Trump don't told me about them third worlds hey so you're telling me that Danny Elfman did theme songs for third world countries it's Iraq. Yes, that's the bridge. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, the Shia. Wait, all right. So just so you know, he is—he is actually Jewish. He's not—he's not a Maoist third worldist. He's Jewish. Oh, he's Jewish. And uh, the opening three syllables uh, of the Simpsons theme tune were sung by, were hummed by Danny Elfman, or sung by Danny Elfman and two others. And he stated that the royalties from that alone paid for his health insurance for twenty-five years. And got him into the SAG, or got him into the SAG for vocal work. Really? The Simpsons. So he, is that yep. was Danny Elfman's Meet George voice. Simpson. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Meet George Simpson. His son, Lisa. That's why it's so funny in the in the classic Simpsons. Marge, his wife. <laughs> Marge, his wife. And then she takes the wallet instead of the $20 that he's in. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> there is, a, in the classic Simpsons, there's one episode where Homer leaves work Raid as work gets off and just does the whole Flintstones song. Uh, well, he's like, uh, God, why can't I think of the Flintstones song now? The one who runs into the tree, yeah, yeah, me, yeah, yeah. Fred Flintstone. <laughs> no, that's the Jetsons. <laughs> <laughs> 
Also by Danny Eichmann. But okay, so the, Velma, guess... his wife, Wilma. <laughs> Wilma. Velma is well... Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Velma! <laughs> Find your fucking glasses already, you dumb idiot! <laughs> Velma, get contacts! Yabba-dabba-doo. Yabba-dabba-doo. No, okay, Velma's so, uh, candidate to get stuck in a dryer, by the way. So I guess we can break up the two truths of the like It's with, a uh, Mars Stone Age family. With uh, the Simpson theme song. So Simpsons, meet the Simpsons. We can hang out with Homer down the block. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Simpsons, meet the Simpsons. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Simpson, uh, Palmer Simpson, meet the greatest guy in history. From the town of Springfield, he's about to hit a chestnut tree. <laughs> so that that joke is a little meta, and people always complain about the post-classic episodes of The Simpsons being too meta, which was kind of the style of the time. Like, once Family Guy came out, South Park started getting big, uh... The Simpsons were probably like, oh, we got some competition. We need to keep up with the newer generation. So they got more meta jokes. But that Flintstones joke in The Simpsons is so fucking meta. Wait, they have that joke? The, they, no, there was an episode where Homer leaves work and he's singing the Flintstones, but it's Homer Simpson. And the oh, reason really? That, that's, yeah. that's real? Yeah. Oh, well, this is a oh, great time to uh, ask Leonard. You, Leonard, you since last week, have you watched any Simpsons? No, I've yeah, been drawing okay. pictures. You got plenty of time, uh, but yeah, so that... I'm in the middle of like four shows. I gotta finish those before I start anything else. That joke is meta because Danny Elfman, when he saw the pencil-drawn intro to The Simpsons from Matt Groening, he was like, "Oh, this seems like a really kind of wacky '60s kind of cartoons thing." And he's like, oh, "I grew up watching The Flintstones and that, and that's where he got it from." He wrote the theme song like on the way home from meeting with Matt Groening and he was like Matt if you want something like retro and 60s I can do it for you if you want something contemporary and like you know different then he's like you get someone else to do it and they're like oh no 60 sounds good he goes home on the ride home he's like I pulled out my Walkman like Sony not Walkman but like Sony His voice Walkman. recorder Love he's like I never Walkman. go anywhere without it because all my best ideas always come to me in times where I can't write things down he ended up writing the Simpsons theme song, had the idea going home, got home, spent about three hours in the studio, had it done, sent it to him, and they're like, yeah, we'll take it. And at that point, Danny didn't think that anyone would see that theme because he saw the show and he's like, oh, you know, that's cool. It's something that I like, but I don't think it's going to be a popular thing. And now 37 seasons later, 45 years later, now he was saying, he's like, if I die today... On my gravestone, someone's going to put, duh, he wrote the Simpsons theme song, duh. And that's, and that's my story about the Simpsons theme song. And round two of Two Truths and a Lie. All right, round two. Uh, okay. Danny has won an Emmy for his work on the theme of Desperate Housewives. He was accused of doing drugs in an airplane bathroom when he was actually composing music. And Danny was in a proto-punk band in high school and was recognized for his contributions to the early punk scene in the 60s. I'm going to go ahead first and say the say the first one again. I think it's the Housewives. I think it's the Housewives. I'm going on Housewives. 
Danny has won an Emmy for his work on the theme of Desperate Housewives. I'm going third one. Whatever the third one was. Danny was in a proto-punk band in high school and was recognized for his contributions to the early punk scene in the 60s. Do you all believe that he was accused of doing drugs in an airplane bathroom? Yes. And he was I, actually heard, I know, I know for a fact that he was accused of doing drugs in an airplane bathroom while composing music. Okay, do you wait for? Do you know the movie that was for? Um, no, I don't really know. Uh, I just listened to it, but it was bad. Yeah, Batman. Yeah, yeah. It's Batman. Like, he couldn't. He couldn't <laughs> sit in his chair and do the notes like he did for the Simpsons theme. So he kept running to the bathroom. So I know that's true. And I'm pretty sure he and, won uh, Grammys and Emmys and all that. And I know he did Desperate Housewives theme song. So I'm saying yep. third one and July. In a surprising upset, John has been the only person to get this round. Yeah. With Alex and Leonard both falling short. So so I thought it was weird for him to go we're from high to angle right right We're all tied one for one right now. Yeah, we're tied one. Yeah, every... Everyone has one. Yeah, that's what I so, thought, yeah, too. In the, the early way, 60s, like, from him to go to proto-punk to Lango Boingo, is like, eh, you know. It's actually, I mean, dude, I was looking into him. It's not, like, that much of a stretch. Really. It's not a like, huge stretch, but I just think I would have known that had it been true. Like, oh, he was wait, in a hold very... I mean, he wasn't a band in high school. What was the genre of the band? I don't know. K-pop. K-pop. That's why I'm doing, yes. <laughs> K-pop. He was an uh, idol. That's the Daniel Mandala effect. Let me. <laughs> he actually created it. <laughs> Daniel me... created K-pop. <laughs> also, he calls wrote, it E-pop. Wrote, he wrote the music for the character of Forrest Gump before the character of the Forrest Gump was done. So, like, Danny Elfman wrote the theme music for a character that. Uh, uh, was played that had no theme music. So he created... Actually, you know what? This is a perfect time to bring this up. So he so created nothing? He created Forrest Gump, but also so there's two people in this universe that have, in my opinion, written every single piece of music known to man until this point. And we have two different people. We have uh, Danny Elfman and we have Bob Dylan. Name one song and I'll tell you which one wrote it. Mars. What? Hold on. You're making a. Wait. Are you saying that only two people have written music? What about Hans Zimmer? Uh, Hans Zimmer. That was Danny Elfman in costume. What about what about John Williams? John Williams also Danny Elfman in costume. What about Tom Petty? Tom Petty. That was. uh, That was. Oh boy! I just said. uh, Danny Elfman. Welcome to the broken there are two podcast where I can't remember Danny something Elfman else at four minutes. And, no, and uh, uh, Bob Dylan. I almost Bob Dylan. There you go. So the last one you um, said, Tom Petty. That's Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan and Costume right, right. was Tom Petty. Okay. Well, what about Quincy Jones? Ooh, actually, Quincy Jones is the third piece of the puzzle. I just hope no one would bring him up. So it's either Quincy Jones, Danny Elfman, or Bob Dylan. Man, what about Limp Biscuit? Uh, Duke that, Ellington. That, that was uh, that That's was the uh, one time they that was Bob Dylan. Like that was Dylan. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I mean, like, what? what I mean, if you listen to it. It was like it was Bob Dylan in the studio with uh, Ray Manzarek and the guitarist of Limp Bizkit. What's his name? 
West Borley. West Borland. Borland. Yeah, yeah. It was them three. And that's how they came up with, uh... Yeah. That, that's I'm not getting it for Nookie! You can get that cookie! And also, so Bob Dylan wrote the song Behind Blue Eyes, and The Who played it first, and then Limp Bizkit covered it because they <laughs> he was the same guy. I see. Yeah. True, uh... Man, oh, God damn it! I forgot my own pun. True man effect. Man True man effect. It's the uh, <laughs> the Danny Elf Mandela effect. Oh, yeah, the Danny Elf Man. True Danny Elf Mandela shit. Have you ever wait? Hold on. Do you guys want to hear the actual Danny truth? Elfman geography? <laughs> it's sacred no Danny Elfman geography. Like you find out where <laughs> he lived. Where he performed the most in his favorite place in the world, you make a triangle, you go in the middle. That's so. It's like how you're using astral projection to dox Danny Elfman, is what you're saying specifically. (laughs) I'm using astral projection for a lot of things, but to fuck with Danny Elfman is definitely not one of them. Yeah, I'm here for it, but I we I made the reference. uh, What is it? A P A B always be astral projection. That is, uh, you go go to the Doe Show merch store, and you can get our new T-shirt. Always be astral projecting. Oh, I'm gonna print that. That'll be our first shirt. That'll be our first shirt. Yeah, we just. Or uh, also, the thing is, you only had the acronym on there, so every sale I think was actually for anal beads or poggers. <laughs> it's a real unfortunate mix-up. No, the anal beads are pogs. Poggers. Just like what? a string of pogs, like you know. Remember, you used to play pogs as a kid. It's a string of pogs. <laughs> Don't forget to bring your slammer. Now for round three. Wait, two hold on. No, no, no. I need to give you the context of my truths and the lie. Okay. Um, okay, because this is actually cool. All right, so he won, He did win an Emmy in 2005 for Outstanding Main Title and Theme Music for Desperate Housewives. Yeah. So, that did happen. Uh, and the accused of doing drugs in the airplane bathroom. Uh, yeah, it was. I basically explained it already. Basically, a quote from Danny Elfman here. Ten minutes later, I am back in the bathroom, and I open the door, and this time there are three flight attendants. They're probably going, what the fuck? He's, what the fuck is he doing so frequently? You can't do that much blow. You can't shoot up that often. What is he doing in there? And I piece by piece was working out the Batman score in my head. Yeah, I just so, listened to the podcast and he was talking about G. it. And he was saying, you know, I would be in there every 10, 15 minutes and I'd be in there and it's a very loud bathroom. So you have to speak very loudly into the recorder. And all the flight attendants can hear him going into the bathroom going, okay, so at this point it's going to go like this, a little legato, a little fucking razzadazz, a little zing-a-zang. And then he comes out and hey, instead he of to, looking He actually like, invented the zing-a-zang, by the he, way. <laughs> Zip zap zap was his creation. <laughs> so yeah, he would come out and they'd, they'd be like, oh, "What about all these drugs?" Blah blah blah. And Corey Wong was like, "You never thought to just tell him what you were doing?" And he's like, "No, that would take too much uh, explanation." Which I don't know. Like, if you would come out of the bathroom, but hey, you good? Are you you sick? You need something? I'm like, no, I. Uh, I'm a composer and I'm writing notes and I can only do it in the bathroom so I can hear myself. It's a pretty easy explanation. Maybe but then if, would... they, if they're just like, oh, that's cool oh, or something, then he has to like, continue on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He should have just been like, 
You should have just been like, I can't shit unless I'm talking. I have horrible shits and I need to talk. <laughs> I need to talk my shits out. All right, you got this. Buddy. I'm so ashamed of my shit. I'm going to squeeze and you're going to go right out. I'm going to squeeze right well, out. Three, no, but, two, one. Was, but if he was doing composer speak, be like, all right, I need a little, uh, little uh, arigato, a little, uh, you know, little, little zippity doo dah here. Like, Okay, say a lot of my face. A little domo arigato, Mr. Roboto to start off, and then a little agato, and then staccato, a staccato, and then a banga baga bago. And a delgado. And then we'll go into the oingo boingo. boingo. And then the oingo, the oingo boingo. How can you forget? That's how we came name. up with the fucking name. Yeah, goddamn. So many uses. He came up with the name All oingo right. boingo 30 years after he started the band. He's a time traveler. He works with Matt Groening, and that's how he got. That's how. You know what? I think we figured it out. Him and Matt Groening got on, like, real early. Like, we're talking 1990s, like, before The Simpsons even had its first season. He was, they still in the, uh, what's her name, Tracy Ullman days. And Tracy Ullman was a fucking comedian from England. And she had a show, and that's where The Simpsons started. And so then after that, Matt Groening got approached by the the tall, the tall grays, and the, no, the grays, and the tall whites, and the Palladians, and they're like, listen, we've come back from the future, and your show in the future has been put out in the, what's the golden disc we were talking about before? Uh, on the Voyager? Yeah, the Voyager. We, oh. we heard about you on the Voyager. We came back because it's such a great show, and we love how you made everyone yellow, so you didn't make any of us aliens feel bad about watching it. You know, very inclusive with the skin color. Except for Carl. And then Matt, Matt Groening and Danny Elfman got to go up into a ship, and they got to see the aliens. Matt Groening got a bunch of predictions, and Danny Elfman was shown what uh, movie scores and composition would look like in the next 10 years, and he did it ahead of time. That. And that's the no, end of the episode, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, all right. But the third, by the way, the third and last thing before I move on to the next question uh, about him not being in a proto-punk band. He was not in a proto-punk band. He was apparently in a ska band in high school. Do you have a name? Are there any links? Uh, I have a link. I can give you a link. Uh, although this is the one where it was just like, you know what, let me, let me give the caveat. I'm like, 60% sure this is real. Because it's famouscomposers.net. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how legit this is. <laughs> it says he was in a ska band, but considering that he's fucking 60 years old, that would be like what? Like, when was he in high school? The 70s? We, I don't know. I, my ska band played with Down and Dirty, right? Yep. At, well, yeah, at Live 59. <laughs> the place that was only open <laughs> so a guy could feed his gambling addiction. <laughs> Also, I was way off on what I was saying earlier about, oh, excuse me, about how he started in the 90s. No, he was doing shit early 80s. Oh, yeah. But he was actually doing shit before that. Uh, but, uh, well, I'm not going to say too much there. Because it's about to be on the third question. All right. Two truths and a lie. Danny is a high school dropout. Uh, one of the creators of the Doe Show, John, has not showered in over a week. Uh, Danny's first score that he composed, Forbidden Zone, is about an offshore tax haven conspiracy. 
Two truths and a lie, folks. I got it. I, I got to go. Know where I want to vote. I got to but... go with the first one. Yeah, what I was the first one again? Right, I'll, I'll repeat him. I'll repeat him. I'll repeat him. Danny is a high school dropout. One of the creators of the Doe Show, John, has not showered in over a week. Danny's first score that he composed, The Forbidden Zone, is about an offshore tax haven conspiracy. You know what? I'm going to have to go with the second one, Alex uh, Trebek, because I am the one that it's about, and I can guarantee you I showered on Friday. Last week and a half ago. I'm going with the high school dropout. Who are you going with? I would, I would I'm, I'm probably say dropout. the high school dropout just because I don't know for sure. But that third one, you had so many precise words about, so I don't think you wrote it on your own. So I think that might be true. Alex, I didn't quite hear what your choice was. I, uh, I think we're all on dropout. Okay. Well, um, listen, John, just got to say, I don't make the. I have my sheet of facts right here. All right, buddy? Like. <laughs> I don't, I like you, you can say whatever you want. Like I have, I'm, I'm going off my source. Okay. My sources do not lie. All right. Danny is a, none of you got this, by the way. Uh-huh. Everyone got this wrong. Uh, Danny is a high school dropout. That is true. He dropped out of high school to follow his brother's musical journey in France, where he performed in Le Grand Magic Circus. Really? And uh, brother- he did not drop out of high school. He finished high school early. He did not. Mm, I found multiple sources that said he dropped out. Hold on. Now we have a fight. Any Elfman dropout. It's on his Wikipedia page. It says he dropped out. It says, after uh, finishing high school early with plans to travel the world, Elfman followed his brother to France. France. What is that brother? Uh, after finishing high school early with plans to travel. Son of a bitch. All right. Whatever. <laughs> so you lose. <laughs> You're the lie. You lie. All right, Corey Wait a minute. is the lie, can... and now we are removing him from the podcast. Now I, now I believe that John showered, all right? <laughs> I no, think there no, are, no, I, no, what? I, don't I, have, I still think that's a lie. I think there's two lies and one truth here. <laughs> Listen, you got the game that was, wrong. It wasn't, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a lie. It's just that it was, it was a little bit wrong. It wasn't a lie. It was the, the, the answer's heart was in the right place. All right, fine. Danny, you know what? Everyone gets a point then. Fine. How about that? <laughs> so all right. All everyone gets a fucking point. This we're all yes, we're all still tied. It made no difference, but everyone's at two instead of one. Points don't so matter. congrats, everybody. All right, we need um, to tie But okay, here. hold on. There is the last one. That's t- hold on. But I got to give... Okay, so one of the creators of the Doe Show, John, has not showered in over a week. That is true. John typically only shower- showers when the first of the month falls on a Saturday. Now, May... Fell on a Sunday. Barely missed the mark there. He almost did. This would have been true then. I mean, this would have been false then. You know, this, this, but, I mean, you have a good, you have good information. It just hasn't been updated in a while. So now I shower whenever my, like, bit of autism brain allows me to go into the bathroom and make that much of a commitment. It is <laughs> like, so, okay, so we went to Indiana Beach and, all at Indiana Beach, I walked into one, right? this, like, group, not group bathroom, but it was like a camping bathroom, and they have the camping showers. I was like, ah, I could shower right now. But looking at my bathroom shower, there's ghosts in there. I can't get naked in front of those people. Your ghosts. I'll take your ghosts. I 
<laughs> like I said, I don't like chapstick on my lips, and I don't like ghosts looking at my dick. What about chapstick wearing ghosts looking at your dick? I can put chapstick you, on my dick, though. You know, two two negatives make a positive, so you take two things you fear most, put them together, and then you overcome the fear. So it's a chapstick shower monster coming out no, of it, my bathroom with like a bunch of cat a, litter on it. It's a ghost it. with ah! chapstick on that's going to look at your dick. <laughs> it's a bogart. It, it, it's a bogart. It will... Uh, it will maintain the, sh- the 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 thing that you fear the most. For Alex, it's she's a big responsibility monster. Don't make me responsible for things, please. <laughs> that, that's actually BB talking, which he's gonna be coming back soon. I tried to send him to Belarus in his interdimensional prison to see if it's actually a real place. So we'll... I thought I I thought I called the police on him last week. He, again, the police cannot not he got out of it. Oh yeah, he greasy little. I know beaver skin is fucking waterproof, but that squirrely little bitch. So was that alibi? <laughs> He's just. Uh, he, but again, hopefully when he comes back, he has something about us for Belarus. Because again, we don't believe that it exists. So no speaking of Belarus, that. we we talked about it last week. We have a lead. It's got it's a dead end though. We have I know someone through someone who's from Belarus, but because of legality, we can't ask them about being from Belarus. I'm still calling bullshit. Should I it's, should I should I call BB back and see if we've got anything? Yeah, you go 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 in the torture chamber and smack BV around a little bit, see if we got any answers. <laughs> Oh God, God, God! Why would you? Why would you send me there? What was that? What? I just, I just asked you to go to Belarus. That wasn't a place. That was. Oh gosh. BV, BV, calm yourself, BV. Damn it! Smack him in the face. Oh, okay, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so right. like, Belarus isn't a place. It's a person. It's a code name. It's like it's like a James Bond type shit. But it's terrifying. Oh, God, I was stuck in there for so long. What was that? So we're here what with BV, BV the Beaver, and uh, BV has been sent on a uh, solo mission to investigate Belarus. I actually asked Alex to do it, but obviously I, I was not willing to do it. He's too fucking bullshit and lazy to do it. So we have BV going out there. And yeah, what is, what is BV's code name? I, that is my code name. You don't worry about that. But well, well the world knows you, BV. You're very popular. You need to pick a code name. You need to put on a fake mustache and be a spy like Vladimir Putin did in the 80s. Don't talk to me about that bastard. He's, he, he's been rattling his nukes a lot, but it's like, hey, lasers. BV, we can't even to... see you. you got to, I know this is an audio podcast, but you got to get in frame if you're going to talk to the rest of us. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I just, again... The interdimensional travel prison, it's its its hard to navigate. I know, because you're not supposed to be here, BV. So wait, oh. BV, you sent BV interdimensionally? Well, yeah, B, again, Belarus is not a place, it is a person. So it's just kind of wandering around, and it's got like, a, I, I'm going to say laser eyes, and it just kind of makes things pop up. Why, why did you say it like that? That you weren't supposed to say it like that. I'm BB. That's what you told me. Oh, you aren't supposed to say that. <coughs> Wait, BB, where'd you go? 
Well, he's B- gone now. BB's gone. He dipped out. Oh, uh, that's that's concerning because <laughs> I'm supposed to be the one that does that. <laughs> uh, I really wish this was a video podcast because just fight just now finding out about this uh video chat thing you can do. And I think we got uh, your disguise for the Belarusian excursion you're going on, Alex, as Giuseppe Macalente. Oh, that's, that's not me. That's, that's, that's my friend. Giuseppe. Hey, I'm a Giuseppe Macalente. I don't know any of Alex or Macalie or any of those show up podcasts. <laughs> What are you talking about? I, I just here to make a good Belarusian friend, eh? Who's a Belarusian? You want to be my friend? You want to be my friend? You want to be my friend? Dance. I like to dance. Steppy. So anyway. That's a beautiful dance. <laughs> Giuseppe does a dancey dance, and he dance, 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 and he dance, dance, dance. Is that Uncle Blanco? That is actually, it, so it is actually. I didn't, yeah, I want to say the most famous Oingo Boingo song, if I can sing it, would be, let me see if I remember it, it goes, I'm It's a, a safety dance I'm song? Isn't that what that was? And a dance, dance, and a dance, dance, dance. I'm a cat. S, I'm a cat. S, S, I'm a dance, 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 and a dance, dance, dance. However the fuck it's spelled. Belarus, Belarus, Belarus. Yeah. E E E E L L L L F F F F M M M M A A A A N N N N Danny Danny Elfman Elfman. I was sitting here like, okay, I have to follow the spelling. What is it? E then an L. Johnny's not really good words. His spelling is my arch nemesis. So one thing that everyone, I think, if you know about Danny Elfman. If you're listening to this podcast, and as soon as we said his name for the first time, you look, oh, I know him. It's probably because of Tim Burton. To be realistic, it's probably because of Tim Burton. Okay, wait. Last thing I wanted to say, because it's the it, like the last fact. Uh, Danny's first score that he composed for Forbidden Zone is about an offshore tax haven conspiracy. That one is yeah. the only false one in that last question. Uh, I have no time. idea... Danny's first score that he composed, Forbidden Zone, is about an offshore tax haven conspiracy. Uh, that is false. That's the. Uh, I have one? no idea what. Yeah, I have no idea what Forbidden Zone is about. I didn't bother looking it up. <laughs> well, um, thank you so much for doing all this research and giving us those ravishing three rounds of two through. Uh, well, there, there, there is a fourth. There is. A fourth. There's a fourth. Tiebreaker. What five. are we doing? <laughs> yeah, I said I had a tiebreaker. All right. Maybe. All right. For the tiebreaker. All right. Get around, uh, last get round around, of two truths and a lie. Annie dated Kim Gordon of Sonic Youth in high school. John, a creator of the Doe Show, keeps a collection of used gum underneath his bed. Additionally, this is the third one. John has been known to perfectly carry an arc to pee in his own mouth while laying down. All right. First of all, I think that I might not be the right one to answer these questions so i might like uh dip out of this round and also it was for uh, the content man i'm just saying all right i know i know so i can't answer those (laughs) questions because i know the real answer and the second thing i want to say is how fucking dare you dude i thought we talked about that shit in confidence i'm not gonna say (laughs) which one but like 
what can I not call you anymore and tell you about things? Like, well, I know, I know for sure that I I've seen the gum collection and it's pretty nice, but you know I've also seen John P. And that man can't hold an arch to save his life, so I'm gonna have. Yeah, to no, I'm gonna go. Yeah, no, he's, he's never peed in his own mouth. He's not. He's not that talented. He, he's, he can't. He can't arch it well. It's more just like a. a it a, just like splatters a... all over him. It's a sad scene. So are you guys both saying you, that's the lie? Yeah. That you, you don't pee yeah, in your you, mouth. Yeah. Are you? Right. What do you think, John? Well, jokes on you. I don't chew gum. <laughs> hey, I just said uh, that you have a collection. No one oh, oh I thought you said a, a collection of personal gum. No, I've so been sticking gum, gum there for years, buddy. Oh, oh, because <laughs> I was gonna say there's like two things I could do in that one, but yeah, no, I don't. I mean, you know, I kind of wanted to seem cool in front of you guys and be like, "Hey, this guy can pee in his own mouth," and like, I can't really do it. I wish I could, but I definitely well, do. Every time we go to a restaurant, like. People used to make fun of me because I'd look underneath the table and I'd always say, oh, I'm just making sure my shoes are on. And I'd grab a couple pieces of good ones, you know, the soft ones that are just just been stuck on there. And if you get the old ones, then you got to work them in your hand a little bit until they get a little, uh, like, soft. But, yeah, I am building, like, a, I mean, I'm a bit of a history buff, I guess. So I'm doing the Berlin Wall in all used gum. It's a lot of bricks. That's a lot of bricks. Yeah, bricks are much larger than pieces of gum. So tell me about it. Think about what an epic achievement that will be, though. And uh, I will say that this solved nothing because you all got the right answer, actually. So we're still so, tied. So after the uh, yeah, and I have no, I have no more questions. Well, I think I just lost. So you no. have you ever won though before, Johnny? I tried. So you all. Mind. What, how how would you lose? Uh, you all were tied. No, because John said he doesn't chew gum, but he does pee in his mouth. But he doesn't know that he doesn't pee in his mouth. That's right. Just... No, he said that he he said that he couldn't pee in his mouth. No, no, he, he said admitted that it. He, he admitted have it. We got the admission. Oh, we got well, the... all right then, John, you lose. I lose. You get nothing. You know, I'm just gonna cut all this and make it be like John, you win. I am the editor. I do the podcast. I am the podcast. I am the podcast. I am the podcast. Where is the podcast? Where is it? Tell me where the podcast is. Well, the the facts for this one. And iTunes, please don't hurt me. Tell me where the fucking podcast is. The facts for this one. Uh, Danny did date Kim Gordon of Sonic Youth in high school. Uh, That's all over every page you can find on Danny if you look up his like childhood life. He grew up in Beverly Hills, so it's like not, not or he grew up in Los Angeles. Sorry, uh, not Beverly Hills, but it's there's a lot of famous people there. Anyway, uh, John keeps a collection of used gum underneath his bed. Uh, I did have, in, in fact, true. This collection has existed for the better part of ten years and has multiple layers. Very um, proud. Sure. Very yeah. proud of that. All right. Yeah. Proud of me for my gum. <laughs> So, additionally, John has been known to perfectly carry an arc to pee in his own mouth while laying down. This is false. He can pee in his own mouth, but it mainly goes everywhere else as well. So, <laughs> Leonard, you were actually right on the money there, uh, beyond my wildest imagination. And with that, that was Danny Elfman Trivia. Danny Elfman Trivia! Danny Eichmann. Danny Eichmann. Danny, uh... Tony Elman. Danny Trilophagus.
Wait. Uh, let's name uh, off, the top, off the top of your head right now the the most famous Dannys you can think of. Danny DeVito. Danny Tamborelli. Danny Trejo. If, if it's not DeVito, there ain't no Danny, Danny Bonaducci. Danny, how you mother? Dan Bongino. Although that's an evil Dan. Uh, the Dan that I work with at work. I don't know his last name, but he's a Dan. He's famous. <laughs> but he's famous <laughs> to me. If you're listening to this podcast, Dan. Which you probably never in a million years would. But if you do, I'm Dirty Dan. Dirty Dan? That's a good Dan. Dan Sheets Bowling, I grew up with him. He's oh, Dan guy. Schneider. Ooh, Dan Schneider. Schneider. Oh, uh, Dan DeLion? Uh, Donald <laughs> Trump? That's actually a really good one. Hey, uh, my name's Dan. Dan DeLion. I support the bees. Hey, <laughs> don't cut me down. I support the bees. He's Dan like a big lion, ass man. lion. He's, yeah. he's a big we're ass probably, lion, and yeah, he, uh, he's just. Uh, I'm Dan. Dan long, the lion. He looks like Karen. I'm top, from New York. But lighter hair and a bigger poof on top. Hey, I'm Dan the lion. I'm. I come. I come here. I come here early in the season, and I help the bees. And I'm a nuisance <laughs> to homeowners. <laughs> I have the fucking links from all the other shit. Billy Strings. Yeah, just keep on calling out on Billy Strings. He'll he'll pick up. Billy Strings. Billy, I'm a butt plug answer here. us, Billy. 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 There we go. Billy. 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 We're at the end of the show, the Doe Show, the Doe Show. Uh, we have had the guests, the, the pleasure of having Rudy. the guests, uh, L.A. Leonard Mangano. Uh, we got Corey Fleming, uh, and thank you guys for coming in and recording this fucking nonsense with us. They say no news is good news. I say bad news is also good news. Come at so, me, Belarus. Come at me, Belarus. I'll fuck you up. We still we'll go one on one. Never proved that you existed yet. Me and uh, the fact that BB's not here is making me concerned. So yeah. come on, Bill. All right. So at the end, we always do our little butt plugs. Let's call some people out that we want to support. I have the list from last week. So last week we included L.A. Mangano himself uh, with Aphrodisiac Jacket Show on Facebook or Aphrodisiac Jacket on most things. Right? You just look it up. Instagram is Aphrodisiac Jacket Official, and then YouTube, if you look up Uncle Wally Short Shorts, it's the easiest way to get to the channel, because nice. there's nothing else except Uncle Wally Short Shorts. That's good. I have a uh, new Springfield Boogie, I mean, amazing vendor kind of shit that's doing Simpsons and Grateful Dead, which, two of my favorite things, so always support them. Uh, Alex, you mentioned earlier today, Instagram.com slash Sunspots by Adria, Adria, I don't know how to say it, but it's A-D-R-I-A, so Sunspots by A-D-R-I-A, Adria. Uh, We got Instagram.com slash Dezastrio, don't know how to say that either, but it's D-E-Z-A-S-T-R-E-O-K, and then we got my... Excuse me. My fiance, Unnatural Nature. Uh, you could go pretty much anywhere. Google Unnatural Nature or Unnatural Nature Shop, and you'll find it. Uh, 
gotta shout out the people that got us our stickers on time. Sticker app. If you're trying to find stickers and you want high quality stickers that are pretty decent from what it looks like price, go to sticker app. Like, they're not even paying us to say this, but it's just they did a good job and we got them on time and I really didn't expect that. Yeah, it was a super simple process. Yeah. Mac? I ain't got nothing. I'm done. You ain't got nothing? I ain't got nothing. LA, you got anything? Uh, brush your teeth. <laughs> brush your teeth. Buy new teeth. Invest in teeth. You know, a lot of people in our out. age are not going to be able to take care of their teeth. So, invest in teeth, and you might be able to buy and sell teeth. Well, or, okay, I got wait. one thing then. Okay. Whale bones. If you need some whale bones, we're going to try and get some whale bones. Those are my whale bones. Don't offer I'm, the whale I, bones. I, I, you're going to get whale bones. We'll, don't worry about we'll that. sell them but when we I have them. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure what the market is of whale bones, but I'm curious to find out. All right, whale bones it is. Whalebones.com, whalebones.ca. All right, Corey, what do you got? All right. Well, uh, an artist, if anyone uh, is looking for something new to check out, I would recommend looking up uh, Gocha Dunya, G O C A D U N Y A. They're pretty chill, quite a vibe. Other than that, um, elections are coming up. Make sure you're signed up to vote. Really important. Uh, because everyone's going to go back to hell otherwise. <laughs> Some of us aren't allowed to vote. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm allowed to vote. You ain't allowed there to are... vote? Good for you. They they said, Leonard, you are three-fifths of a person. I... Zero. Fifth. I don't even know if they gave me three-fifths, honestly. <laughs> Have you I'll tried? Yeah. You get. just walk up. You're like, yo, let me vote. I, I just like, always sorry, you can't. Right? So, you know, my vote doesn't actually matter, I guess. See, vote local. Vote for a mayor. Vote for your library fucking chief. Is that a thing? The chief you of library? You vote for a library chief. You have to be a registered <laughs> voter to do that. You do. But it is it is important. If you can do it, definitely do it. Um, because no one our age is voting. And that's bad. Yeah, it's all the, the same people, if you go uh, to your local restaurant and you check it out on Yelp, not Yelp, That's uh, all the people that are complaining at your local restaurant are the same people that get to vote for everything. You vote for a mayor, there's all those old people that vote for a mayor. And they say, I want my mayor, I want my mayor to slow people down in my neighborhood. They get yeah. so fast. And that's why we only have blood-sucking vampires throughout our entire political system, on every side. It's a damn shame. Don't Bunch vote at bams. all. That's that's what we're gonna say at the end of the show. Don't vote at all. It doesn't matter. Everyone fucking sucks. Your masters, rule yourself. Oh. Everyone else besides me is an asshole. All right. Everyone has about ten seconds each to do a catchphrase or say something. Mackley, go. Yeah, but he... Oh. Oh God, Alex, get me out of here. BB, no, I sent you there for a reason. You've got to learn your lesson. No! Leonard. Yibbity bibbity. Corey. Is that good? <laughs> just... All right. And my name I is. I can't hear Jeremy. anything anymore. 
My name Bye. is Johnny P. Thank you for watching the Doe Show. This will probably all be cut and you will never hear it. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.